the name of Jesus shout in a believer's ear. It soothes our sorrows, heals our wounds, and drives away our fear. It makes the wounded spirit whole and calms the Please be seated. And to the weary rest, those who have come today to hear a word from the Lord, to have their hearts lifted, to find the joy of the day that they can carry off into the week, welcome. Welcome in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, the one and only head and king of the church. Welcome in his name, may we find that time and that place where Christ brings us together in spirit and in body. Let us pray. O oh Lord, you are a mighty God and your word is like water to the root of the tree. Lord, we ask now that you just let your word flow into us that we may flourish bearing gospel fruit for a hungry world. Lord, in the name of Jesus, the living word, we pray, amen. Our first reading this morning, we are going to be reading what's commonly called the Sermon on the Plain. Jesus comes down to the plain and he reads. Now, these are wondrous yet very stark words. They're not to be confused with Matthew's words where Jesus has the Sermon on the Mount. They're not the same words. They are different words and they need to be read. They're meant to jar us out of our complacency. The God that Jesus speaks of is not always the God we proclaim because our human inclination is to fit God into our own small definitions and our cultures and our places. But God is always breaking down the barriers we construct to keep our God in or out. Here once again we find in these words God is calling us back and God is reminding us that we must empty ourselves turn away from the ways of the world, and then, and only then, by God's grace, receive the fullness of the blessing God offers to the utterly destitute, to the marginalized, to the expendable. What we call the Sermons on the Plain is a call to all believers to enter into the radical way of discipleship that Jesus calls us to that turns the world upside down. Hear now the words of the sermon. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area surrounded by, surrounded by many of his followers and the, by the crowds. There were people 
That's better. There were. <coughs> there are people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far as north as the seacoast of Trians. Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And Jesus also cast out many evil spirits. Everyone tried to touch him, but because healing power went out from him and healed everyone. <coughs> Let us pray. The prophet Jeremiah says that God tests our mind and searches our hearts because of the condition of the mind and heart affects our actions. We trust in God's mercy so that we can invite God to search us so that God might also lead us in the way of everlasting life. God is the God of renewal, and God is the God of judgment. And therefore, we stand in front of God, and we admit, and we admit to each other that we have not always been what God has called us to be. We not have always loved God or each other. We have not fully been your people. Many times we fail to be good stewards of the many blessings God has given us. And we have turned away and turned towards our own self-interest. Lord, we ask you to forgive our short-sightedness because, Lord, we are truly and humbly sorry for our ways. And we stand before you, Lord, asking to help us turn back to you to reach towards you as the tree sends its roots out towards the water. Lord, help us, even in the time of dryness and drought, to know that you will always hold us near. Lord, hear us now as we pray together the way that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. Yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This morning we are blessed to have a singer. Come and sing us a song.
There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Sometimes I feel discouraged and think my work's in vain. But then the Holy Spirit revives my soul again. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Don't ever feel discouraged, for Jesus is your friend. sin-sick soul. If you cannot preach like Peter, if you cannot pray like Paul, you can tell the love of Jesus who died to save us all. There is a balm in Gilead to make the wounded whole. There is a balm in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. We are um, so incredibly blessed to have incredible singers and musicians here. And uh, sometimes we forget about that, that we have so much talent. I mean, look up here. <laughs> we have so much talent. But these are the, just the people that we see. And, and when one of them comes forward to sing a special song, we always go, well, they're the choir. But the thing we should remember is that down here, ooh, that's a little boomy this morning. Let me fix that. I might have adjusted the wrong one while I was trying to turn the kids up here. I'm going to turn them down, because I might have hit that. Okay, let's try that. <laughs> the other one should work better. Okay. Now, do we have any singers down here? 
Ah, you see everybody's going, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we do, don't we? We have talent down here. Do we have musicians down here? Yeah, see? We have talent down here. It's not just up here. And, and that's something that we always have to try to remember, is that the talent and the blessings that God gives us are not just here or here or here. They're there. They're there. They're there. They're all through us. Now, they may not be the same talents. Not all of us can sing. Not all of us can play an instrument. But I'll bet you all of us can do something. Our next reading continues in the Sermon on the Plain. And Jesus turns to his disciples and gives them a word. Then Jesus turned... Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you, who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who, will, who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. Blessings await you, you and people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man. When that happens, be happy, yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. When we open our mouth to praise God, we praise him for all things. Isn't that a strange thing? Not just the things that are good. And, and one of the hardest things in the world is to praise God for the things that are hard and that we don't like. And, and that's a difficult thing. But God calls us to pray because in all things, the mercy of God rains down on us. In all things, we have been blessed. But in all things, we are told it's never going to be easy. But part of the joy of our Christian faith is standing before an almighty God and singing out joyfully, no matter the situation. And our reading continues and moves into what's commonly called the woes. We have the blessings and the woes. What sorrow awaits you who are rich, for you have only happiness now. What sorrow awaits you when you are fat and prosperous now, 
for a time of awful hunger awaits you. Hmm? What sorrow awaits you who laugh now, for your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds for their ancestors also praised false prophets. For your ancestors also praised false prophets. God calls us back to think that in every generation, we need to change our own hearts. Message today is called Healing Hope and Understanding. And we find ourselves in an interesting place here this morning. Jesus comes down to a level plain with his people, his crowds, and his disciples. And he speaks to them simply, clearly, and plainly about what is expected and what to expect as from a life as a disciple of Jesus. He stands among his people. There is no divide. So it seems fitting this morning that the message comes from exactly the same place, that the people gather. There is no divide. There is, there is no fence. There is no seating. There is no curtains. We are together as the people, and we hear the word from God. I am a servant and a slave to the Lord because I deliver the Lord's message. That is what I've been called to. And this morning, we are all called to the same. We are precious, broken pieces of wonderful art in progress. But God knows we're not all the same. Physically, spiritually, intellectually, financially. And, and Jesus speaks to this. Now in these words that we've dubbed Sermon on the Plain, please don't mix them up with the Buatides. These are not the Buatides you find in Matthew. These are not spiritually centered message. This message speaks to the physical condition we find ourselves in today. It speaks to exactly who we are sitting in this pew this morning. That's what this speaks to. It speaks to the heart of our life here on earth as a disciple of Christ. So listen again to the first part of this. When they came down the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. There were people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, from as far north as the sea coasts of Tyre and Sidon. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And Jesus also cast out many evil spirits. Now everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone. Did you hear that last part? He healed everyone. 
Not just those who believed, but those who came, those who wanted to hear the word because they knew Jesus had something. They knew that Jesus had the healing touch that only God can give. And, and as a people, don't we long to hear that word that mends our brokenness? And that is the word that only Jesus can give. Jesus comes down to be among the people, to where they stand, and he offers them healing. Remember it said some of his followers and the crowds. He offered healing to everyone. And that's an important thing to take away from this message. When we go out, we offer the healing of Jesus Christ to whom? Everyone, no matter where they are, who they are, where we find them, Jesus knows we're not all the same. Anyone can be healed by Christ. And then Jesus turns to his disciples. Now, in the, in the New Living Translation, it says Jesus turned and spoke. In the Greek, the original language, and I bring this up because it's really important. I don't normally bring in original languages, but I'm going to do this. It's he lifted his eyes. Jesus lifted his eyes to his disciples. That Luke is trying to share with us is an incredibly important thing. Remember Cain and Abel? What happened? What did God do? He turned away. All through the Psalms, what do we find people longing for? We find them longing to have God to lift his eyes to them, to see them. That's the longing that Luke is trying to get. When Jesus turns, he lifts his eyes and he speaks to his disciples, not the crowds. The crowds are there and they hear this, but he's talking to his disciples. And he says to his disciples, God blesses you who are poor. For the kingdom of God is yours. And God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. And God blesses you who weep now, for in due time, you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember this, their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that exact same way. Jesus is talking to those who have committed their lives to following Jesus and offers them the kind of hope that disciples of Christ have. It doesn't flow out to the crowds. That's hard for us to hear. Jesus says, this is the hope of my people. His words are meant for those who believe. Other people can listen, but it's not the same. Their ears will not hear, their eyes will not see. The message is for his disciples alone to give them hope and promise. And this should be a sobering thought for us. If it's meant for us alone, 
What happens to those people who don't hear it? What happens to those crowds? Do they not have the hope of Jesus? In this passage, the answer is no. Where does that come from? It comes from the healing of Jesus. And how, who is healed by Jesus? Everyone. But how do they get that healing? They need to have Jesus brought to them. And then what's commonly called the woes or the sorrows. But this morning I'd like to explain something to you. If this is meant for the disciples of Jesus, who is this directed at? Who's it directed at? The woes or the sorrows. What sorrows you will have. This is hard for us to hear, but who's he speaking to? You can do this. You can point at yourself. He's speaking to us. He is speaking to his disciples, to his followers, because he knows that we are not all the same. And he knows that although we have been healed and although that we follow, it's a warning. Because what happens when we get too comfortable? We have everything we need. It's easy to turn ourselves away from God, isn't it? I'm okay. I'm good. I have lots of money, lots of food. I'm comfortable. And we become self-absorbed, self-satisfied, self-seeking people instead of the disciples of Christ that we've been called to. And that's an easy thing. It's not because we're bad, but it's because God understands who we are and our nature. The more we get, the more we want. Do you remember when you first got out of school, you moved off on your own, you finally left your parents' house, they gave you that beat up bed and that old couch and said, good luck. And you had this tiny little apartment or maybe you shared it with three or four other people. You didn't have much space. You had to look around for money. You weren't sure how much you could craft dinner you could get this month. Remember those times? Now, as we've grown, how have we grown? Well, we've got a better job. We got more money. We got our own house, right? We become pretty comfortable. Now, Jesus is talking to his disciples. So who is he talking to? He's talking to the church. When the church started, they were lean. They were hungry. They had to share the gospel. They were joyful. They weren't burdened down with the things that made them comfortable. If you look around you, this is comfort. Go ahead, you can look. We talk about our stained glass windows all the time. We're, we're proud of them. But are they what we're called to? Are they what we're called to? In these passages, in this sermon, Jesus said, no. Be concerned. If you value these windows more than me, this is what's going to happen. What sorrow awaits you who are rich? For you have your happiness now. And what sorrow awaits for you who are fat and prosperous? For a time of awful hunger is coming. And what sorrow awaits for you who laugh now? For your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. And what sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds? 
for their ancestors praised the false prophets also. It's a sobering thought, isn't it? When we look around us and we go, well, we've always had a lot of money as a church and we've always been pretty good. Yeah, hallelujah. But has that become more important? We have the blessings on one side because those who have nothing have no one else to depend on other than whom? God. Those who have everything depend on whom? Themselves. Because they have no need of God. They are self-satisfied, self-fulfilled. That's the warning that Jesus gives. It's not a spiritual warning that you're low in spirit. You may be spirit-filled. That's wonderful, Jesus says. You will be blessed. The kingdom of heaven is yours. But because of who you are, I understand this. Jesus knows and he understands us. And he understands our nature to complacency, our nature to self-satisfaction, our nature to self-pride, our nature to all these things. And he said, beware. Take account of yourself. Because if this is who you are, sorrows and woes await. You are better to be poor and blessed than rich and already have your blessings in this world. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that you've called us together. Lord, we are your people. And Lord, we know that you love us, you care for us, and, and like a parent, Lord, you want what's best for us. Lord, you long to see us do your work in this world, your work for your kingdom. You long to have us go forth to be your people, embracing those whom you love. And Lord, we think about them this morning. We think about the people who are not here because they're traveling or because they're ill, Lord. Perhaps they're broken of spirit, heart, body, or mind, Lord. Lord, we ask that you just bring these people to our thoughts so we can lift them to you. And when we lift them to you, Lord, may they know that they are prayed for. May they know that the family is wrapping their arms around them, holding them up in prayer, loving them as you love them. Lord, this morning, we think about our community. May we be that light in this community, that beacon of hope. May we offer your healing to all those around us. We think about this city. We pray for the leaders. We pray for the people who keep the city safe, care for the sick. We pray for the firefighters, for the forces, Lord. We think of all these people and the jobs that you have called them to. And Lord, we are blessed because we have them. This morning, Lord, we also think of the people that, that wander in the cold, that are seeking places of warmth. And Lord, that may be physically, and that may be spiritually or emotionally. May we know the difference and have the ability to offer them a place of warmth in your name 
Lord, may all come to know you as we share your word, not only with those sitting beside us, but those in this community, those in this city, those in this country, Lord. May your word go forth in this world. May it go forth healing the nations. May your word go forth to the disciples, those who are poor, those who are broken, Lord. May they have the hope that you have given them. And Lord, we thank you that you understand who we are and you call us to examine ourselves and our nature so that we may keep our eyes focused on you. Lord, as we come before your, you this morning, we also think of the many blessings that we have, the wonderful talent that you've given us here, not only in music, but gifts of healing, gifts of spirit, those people who care, and the people that offer pastoral care to the people of this congregation, the people outside of this congregation, Lord, we think of them. Lord, we open our hearts and we open our minds. And now, Lord, as we bring our financial offerings to you, we now open our wallets so that your blessings may be given to what you have given us, that they go forth to do your work here. It is now time for our offering. Amen. <laughs> 